are listening to the podcast of the White Church at the Elk River YMCA in Minnesota. Our mission is to seek Jesus, connect together, and share His love. I hate to interrupt such great conversation as you're talking about good books, a subject that's really one of my favorites. I'm Pastor Sonia, and I'm filling in for Pastor Bjorn as he and his family are up at Camp Shamina at Family Camp this week. But for those of you who are interested in a good book to read, a number of us are reading Tim Keller's book, Jesus the King, this summer. We uh, distributed copies of that book on Easter Sunday, but there are three copies left. And they're over on the connections table. And I want to invite you to stop by if you haven't already picked up a copy of that book. It is so good. Um, Our Y group is having conversation around that book. And speaking of our Y group, Russ Palm is one of the members, Russ and Kathy, of our, our Y group. And just yesterday morning, Russ's dad went home to be with the Lord. And so if you would, as God brings Russ and Kathy, Jacob, and Andrew to mind uh, this week, would you remember to be in prayer for them? We're taking a little pause today from our study in the Gospel of Mark as we hear from Read Ministries, thus the table question. And um, Heather Olaski is going to read for us this morning from Acts 11. So if you'll grab that table Bible or your Bible from home, turn to Acts 11 as we hear this scripture text. Good morning, Acts 11, 27 through 30. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. It's my pleasure to introduce to you this morning Pastor Bill Arvin and Pastor Steve Eckert. Both men serve as husbands and dads and grandpas. They have served a number of congregations in various capacities as pastors and as leaders. They also serve on a number of nonprofit ministry boards. So it's a real pleasure to have them here this morning. Pastor Bill is the founder of Reed Ministries. They are going to share with you information about that ministry as well as addressing our text in Acts 11 today. And then Pastor Steve and I met while both of us served on the Bethel Seminary Alumni Council. And I've always enjoyed Steve's sense of humor, his heart for the Lord, and his heart for the church and to equip the church. And so we're going to hear just a bit about that this morning, the work that they're doing with Reed Ministries. Please welcome Pastor Steve, Pastor Bill. Good morning, everybody. It's really a joy to be here and feel so welcomed. When you walk in the doors of most YMCAs, you don't feel much Christian energy, but this YMCA is different. There's Christian energy in this place, and you really sense the Lord's presence when you came in the door this morning, 
And it's a great joy for me and Pastor Steve to be here this morning and have the privilege of sharing about our ministry, but beginning, first of all, with looking at God's Word together. And that's what we want to do. This text that was read so well for us this morning is a key text in helping us understand the why and the what of Reed Ministries. In May of 1968, revolution, revolt, upheaval spread in Africa. And in its wake, millions of people were displaced and then ravaged by famine and many hardships because of the revolution taking place in Africa in those years. When a group of young physicians, French-speaking physicians, heard about these calamities plaguing sub-Saharan Africa, they felt constrained to do something about it. And they did. They went and they provided humanitarian medical care for the victims of war and these tragedies. Today we know that group as Doctors Without Borders. But before there were Doctors Without Borders, centuries before there were churches without borders, but basically devoted to the same kind of relief effort, not targeting physical needs of people, but the spiritual needs of people that have been victimized by tragedy, by calamity, by war, by poverty, addressing spiritual or theological famine needs of people in difficult places. If you go to the website of Doctors Without Borders, you'd find that their main mission is twofold. One, to provide relief across borders, and secondly, to tell other people what they see. And in a nutshell, that's what Reed Ministries is about as well. We're committed to providing theological famine relief, and we're also here today as part of our mission is to tell God's people what we see and how they can be part of this relief effort. And we learn about this taking place in the first century from the text that was so well read from Acts chapter 11. That text teaches us three key things about churches reaching across borders to help God's people in other places that have been victimized by either war or famine or poverty or some other calamity. We learn from the story that was read for us today from the Scripture that Church-based relief ministry needs, first of all, an agabus. God needs to raise up someone who will advocate, who will tell other people what they see or what they know to be true about a condition of God's people in some other place. That's a function of Reed Ministries, to be an advocate for God's people facing theological famine. We also learn from this text, the very last verse of this passage tells us that when a church, the church in Antioch, decided to help God's people facing a famine in Judea, the church in Antioch entrusted their relief offering to their respected leaders, and then those respected leaders took their gifts and brought them to the respected, trusted leaders of the church in Jerusalem. 
So relief ministry requires cooperation with trusted leaders, both in the giving and receiving of relief. There needs to be accountability in a nutshell. And the other thing that's interesting about this text is that when the church in Antioch learned about the problems that were going to come to the church in Judea, it says that every disciple contributed to the relief effort. There's a place for all of God's people in providing theological famine relief. That's the scriptural basis in a nutshell, in a real quick summary fashion, for what's fueled Reed Ministries from its very beginning. To be an advocate, to work with respected leaders, and to encourage God's people everywhere to be aware of the needs of their brothers and sisters in places that are marked by poverty, sometimes persecution, or both. Pastor Steve is going to tell us some more about some of these terms that we've used already and what they mean. Pastor Steve. So Pastor Bill talked about theological famine relief, and I just want to break that down for you to make it really understandable in every way. Reed's ministry, in its calling, its mission and vision is about theological famine relief. Theological means the study of theology. And theology simply means thinking about God. So what we're doing here every Sunday, what many churches are doing every Sunday, is doing theological study, theology, thinking about God, who he is what his purpose is for us, what his love is for us, why he sent Jesus Christ on our behalf, how the Holy Spirit uses us throughout our days to bring glory and honor to God. Thinking about God. Reed helps people in Eurasia, which are all the countries in Eastern Europe and Central Asia. Eurasia. Okay? And I'll bring up a map in just a minute. And in those countries, Reed is about providing books and resources and technology to support Christians all throughout Eurasia with the best, the most excellent resources to think about God. These are tools that we are giving to our friends in Eurasia to help them to understand God better. I've had many people ask me, Steve, why books? Why not digitize everything like it is in the United States? Let me ask a question. How many of you still read an actual book? Raise your hands. Okay. And there are kids amongst us that still read books. It's a misnomer to think that we don't read books anymore. We do. I have a stack of books. I think... Sonia asked me, what books are you reading? I said, well, the whole stack, that's the problem. My wife is a literacy coordinator, and she says, one at a time, Steve, one at a time. I can't do that. I read many books. But we are helping people in Eurasia to think about God through providing books, theological famine relief in an area of the world that has been decimated by the former Soviet Union, taking away all their good books to think about God. Yes, the Bible is all throughout Eurasia. It's published, it's available in their language, but we're helping to provide other resources to help them think about God. There's one term I did not define already. It's R-E-A-D. Read. 
We're going to watch this video together, and I want you to pay attention to what READ stands for. So let's look a little bit more about what READ Ministry is doing. My name is Bill Arvin, and I'm standing uh, today in uh, Square, a very popular square in the city of Kiev, Ukraine. I'm here in my capacity as the Foreign Projects Coordinator and Ministry Representative for a ministry based in the United States called Reed Ministries, Resources for Evangelism and Discipleship. From 1917 to 1991, when the Soviet Union dominated this part of the world, one of the victims of this Soviet domination, this communistic ideology that was dominant in this part of the world, was the destruction of the Bible and other Christian literature resources. When the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991, the challenge of the church was they had thousands and thousands of people coming but the number of trained pastors and the number of tools available to serve these new believers with was minuscule. And God burdened the hearts of pastors in Ukraine and some of us pastors in the United States, like myself at that time, to become engaged in theological famine relief. The Bible says that man shouldn't live just by bread, but by words that proceed from God's mouth. There is a need all over the world for famine relief. Famine relief for the stomach, but there's also a need for famine relief for the mind and for the heart. And this is the burden of Reed Ministries, to advocate in the West, in the United States, amongst evangelical Christians in America, to make them aware of the theological resources famine that plagues many places still in the former Soviet Union. And we're asking God's Spirit to use our message to stir their heart so they will offer help, pray, and give financially so we can deliver these resources, make them available to leaders of God's people here in Ukraine and in other places, and then they can share those resources to meet this need, this craving, this desire to feed the mind and feed the heart through God's Word and through good theological tools. So that summarizes for you what Reed Ministries is all about. R-E-A-D. What does it stand for? Resources in Evangelism and Discipleship. Resources, books, theology, study of God in Evangelism and Discipleship. Like Barnabas and Saul... In our story here in Acts, Bill and I and other leaders travel from our own Antioch here in Minnesota is where we reside, Bill and I in St. Cloud right now, and we travel to Judea, what we call our own Eurasia. These countries where we travel to and where we partner with fellow Christians are people who are leading kingdom-minded schools and churches and ministries. And this is actually where Bill and I and others literally carry money to Eurasia because it's the most effective way to make sure that it gets there safely. So we literally mule money that we take on behalf of our generous donor family with Reed to help support 
the ministry that is happening in Eurasia. I'm going to make it really easy for the kids on this map, okay? As it comes up, we're going to start in the top left-hand corner. You see Belarus. Now, I'm not going to make it easy. I'm going to actually twist it up a little bit. You drop down to the left, and just below Ukraine, you see Moldova. Below Moldova, down by Turkey, is a small little country you can't really see, but that's Georgia. Those are three of our four countries in Eastern Europe that were involved. If you move over to the right, you see Uzbekistan. Below Uzbekistan, Tajikistan. Above Tajikistan, coming up the right, up the river, <laughs> is Kyrgyzstan. And then our big country of Kazakhstan. We are involved in four stans. We are involved in four countries in Eastern Europe to your left. The one I did not stop on was Ukraine. Ukraine really is the birthplace for Reed Ministries. It's one of the most critical places that we have been engaged over the years. Pastor Bill is going to talk about why Ukraine is such an important part of what we do in theological famine relief. Ukraine is the size of the state of Texas. It has a population of about 41 to 42 million people. Historically, it was the breadbasket of the former Soviet Union, and today it's become its Bible belt. There are more evangelical Christians in Ukraine today than any other country in Eastern or Western Europe. And it has geographically located right in the center of Eurasia, and it's becoming spiritually its soul. In 1998, I was invited to speak at a conference for Ukrainian evangelical pastors in Ukraine. And I went from St. Cloud in the month of May and participated in the conference. When I got there, after I spoke on one session, a young pastor, Ukrainian brother, came up to me and said, Brother Bill, God has given me a burden to provide books for pastors here in Ukraine and people in churches here in Ukraine. We have very few good Christian books, but we need them because people are so hungry to know about God and to have God's answers to their life's problems. And would you be willing to help me provide these resources for pastors and churches in our country of Ukraine. And we talked for about a half hour, and I came back to St. Cloud, and I could never get that conversation out of my mind. And two years later, I asked the church to send me as a missionary to Ukraine and release me from being their pastor, and they did. And since the year 2000, I've been engaged in this ministry of helping to provide books for God's people, beginning in Ukraine and now in other parts of Eurasia. One of the stipulations of the Ukrainians was that if you give us books, you must train someone in our churches to know how to use them effectively. So we developed a ministry called the Ministry of Spiritual Pharmacy. If you go to Walgreens, you have a problem. You go to Walgreens, they have lots of medicines on the shelf. You talk to a pharmacist and maybe get the right medicine for your problem. It's a simple analogy. But if you are a Christian, you have a spiritual or moral or emotional problem, and you go to seek help, where do you go? In Ukraine, you go to a church library. 
And there you meet someone who's been trained through Reed Ministries and our partners in Ukraine to serve the needs of people in churches and communities as spiritual pharmacists. They have a lending library now provided by Reed Ministries in their church. And when people come, often women and children, and more and more these days because Ukraine's at war with Russia now for seven years, there's many problems plaguing people in Ukraine. They come and they have a chance to share their need with a trained librarian counselor, we call them spiritual pharmacists, and then from the shelves of their church's lending library, a book or a resource can be provided that's just right for those needs that people come with. On the screen behind me, you see the pictures of two such ladies that have been trained through Reed Ministries to serve as spiritual pharmacists. The lady looking down with the purple sweater, her name is Galina. She serves a church just outside the city of Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. She came for training. It takes two years to be trained to be a spiritual pharmacist in Ukraine, to be a church librarian, Christian counselor. She established a lending library in her own church. And then when her church became a center of training others, she became a librarian for the school that sprang up in her church to train other church leaders in their community. The lady looking straight at us with the plaid shirt, her name is Arina. She serves as a librarian in Kazakhstan, in the city of Almaty in Central Asia. And her responsibility is to care for a library of the largest theological school, 200 students, in all of Central Asia. Students come from all five of the stands of Central Asia to Almaty to study, to serve in their churches, and she has the joy of directing students, ministers in the making, to the right books in a library that's been assisted through Reed Ministries. We provide theological famine relief because leaders of God's people in this part of the world said this is a great need for sustaining and spreading biblical faith in Eurasia. We need these tools. Our Bible is really a library, a collection of Christian literature resources that were distributed in the first century to sustain and spread and strengthen God's people. God's strategy has always been to use His Word and good books about His Word to sustain His people and to bring glory to Himself through His church. That's what Reed Ministries is seeking to do in Eurasia. For good books to happen, for good books to be resourced, Reed is committed to cooperating with respected and trusted leaders of God's people throughout Eurasia as they are a part of this whole area of theological famine relief. And so, from the United States, we are taking gifts to Eurasia. In Acts, the Christians in Antioch needed to know that the gifts that were being given would get to the Christians in Judea. They entrusted, it says in the New Living Translation, they entrusted these gifts or gave responsibility to Barnabas and Saul. When you as a church give to your church or any other mission, and you have many, and we are so happy to see the things that you were involved in at the Y Church, when you give, you want to know that your gifts are being used wisely and correctly, and as they said they would be used. We need to know that our partners in Eurasia can be respected and trusted, that we have confidence in them, and our friends here in the United States need to know 
that they also, they need to feel that same confidence and trust, both in those that are in Eurasia, but also in Bill and I and other leadership team people at Reed that are a part of this resourcing of evangelism and discipleship books. The men in this picture have now become fellow donors of Reed. They are in us and with us in Eurasia. And a number of these men have taken significant roles. Second from the left is Brother Todd Magnuson. He's currently one of our Reed board members. The farthest brother to the left, the youngest guy, Brother Gaetano, will be traveling with us this fall with his videographer as we capture all of the new stories from the last couple years that we haven't been able to experience because we haven't been able to travel. The brother on the far right, the very serious-faced brother, is from Eurasia. That is our brother Alexander. He's one of Bill's closest friends in the world. And he's one of Reed's closest friends. We have complete trust and deep respect for Brother Alexander. He actually has that face, the kind of face you think you might see in Eastern Europe. But as soon as we get on a Zoom call with Brother Alexander, one comment that Bill makes or someone else makes lights him up, and he just becomes a very joyful and happy person. But that face is often what you might see in some way, the very serious face, the face that has been through a lot in Eurasia for many, many years. The tough, difficult days are reflected in that face of Brother Alexander. But deep inside this man is a tremendous love for God and a tremendous joy that we see often from him. Bill's going to finish off our time by telling you how Reed is making an impact where all believers can share in. And obviously, we want to encourage you as a church to consider that. One of the realities of kingdom life these days is that the vast majority of financial resources in God's kingdom reside in the pockets and bank accounts of people who live in America. It's estimated that about 90%, maybe a little bit more, about 90% of Christian wealth in the world today resides in the United States. But the number of Christian people in the world is growing like crazy in other places. So we have the vast amount of financial resources here in America, but the need is so great in other parts of the world. And there is this inequality, this imbalance between resources and need. And that's, in a way, what defines a famine, isn't it? Is when there's hunger or need, but not supply. They have the need, we have the supply. Somehow, we got to get these two together. And that was true in the text we read today from Acts chapter 11. The church in Judea was going to have the famine. The church in Antioch wasn't. They had financial resources. And when God's Spirit spoke through His prophet Agabus to the church in Antioch, they realized God was telling them, you know, you all are one big family. And what they need, you can supply 
And you know, you probably have some needs spiritually that these people have been through persecution and know how to pray and have lived with poverty for a long time. They'll be your prayer supporters. It will be a mutually beneficial arrangement if you all get connected. So we believe at Reed, what you see on the screen, that in light of the massive inequality of resources, Reed's committed to encouraging, and that's what we're here today to do, generous and sacrificial giving by followers of Jesus here in the United States for the benefit of our brothers and sisters in Christ who live in Eurasia. These family members do not have access to quality Bible-based literature and ministry tools. This lady's name is Al. She lives in Bishkek in Kyrgyzstan. Her ancestors lived in Korea at one time and were deported by Stalin in the early 1900s, banished to the regions of Central Asia, so they couldn't stir up problems in his empire. Eventually, Al's ancestors came to faith somehow, and through the influence of her mother and grandmother, like Timothy, who had Eunice and Lois, Al became a Christian. And three years ago, in the fall of 2018, I went to Kyrgyzstan to speak at a conference for church leaders and to distribute personal theological libraries to pastors who attended. There were 50 who came. And I had no clue who was going to be a translator for me. But I walked in the door of the hall where the conference was to take place, and I was met by this face. (laughs) And I fell in love with this face from the moment I saw it. She came up to me, and in perfect English she said, Pastor Bill, I'm Al, and God's provided me to be your translator today. And we were off and running. It's like we had worked together for years. It was an amazing connection. This dear sister in Christ serving as my mouth in Bishkek. God blessed that conference, and the word spread in that country to other church networks. And now Reed Ministries has been invited and agreed to go, God willing, in October, back to Bishkek with Al's help to do another conference for church leaders and put in their hands their own personal theological library that she's holding. Instead of giving her 50 bucks for a day's work as a translator, we offered her a theological library of her own. And she readily accepted the books instead of the cash. She made a wise choice because these books will sustain her ministry in her church. She's a director of women's ministry in her church. Will sustain her for many, many years. The value of those books that Al's holding in our dollars is about $250. What it costs Reed to provide that theological library. But for Al to work, to earn enough money to buy those books, even if she could get her hands on them, and she can't in her country, She would have to work between four and five months as a translator to earn the money to buy that collection of books. This is the joy of Reed Ministries, is to encourage brothers and sisters here, like brothers and sisters were encouraged in Antioch, to share their resources to provide what's needed for family members and God's family. We share the same spiritual father 
as Al does, as many believers in Eurasia do, put smiles on their faces and tools in their hands to help satisfy this hunger for God, for knowing His Word, being able to share it effectively in their own context. We're inviting you to join us today in this ministry of theological famine relief following the example of Antioch in the book of Acts. Thanks for listening to us today, and God bless you. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Bill. As the worship team comes forward to lead us in a worship song, I want to invite Steve and Bill to step down onto the floor, and maybe a couple of you who are near the front, if you would come up, and we'll lay hands on Steve and Bill and pray for their ministry through Reed Ministries. I was reminded as they were talking about the theological famine, in 2000, I had the great privilege of leading a team of women to Kazakhstan, and we were there in Almaty and provided child care for a missions conference at the time. It was really heartbreaking for me to see just how few resources were available to these Christian leaders. You know, for me, if I need a Christian book, I run up to Princeton Book and Bible, or maybe for you, you hop online to a number of different places. So the idea of Christian leaders not having these resources really speaks to my heart, and I want to encourage you to think about how you might be a part. As Steve mentioned, the Y Church here does have a gift. Steve, we'd like to give you that on behalf of the Y Church, and know that our prayers are for you, and that's what we want to do now. So if we can have you come on in, and we'll lay hands on these guys and pray. Gracious God, we are so thankful for the work of your Spirit around the world. So grateful that in your goodness, you moved Pastor Bill to found Reed Ministries. So grateful that you have been providing resources these years to our brothers and sisters in Eurasia. And now we ask, oh God, that you would work through Steve, work through Bill, work through the team that is both here in the United States and in Eurasia. Would you work through them? Show them your favor, Lord. Cause this ministry to bear kingdom fruit. And Spirit of God, we invite you to move in our hearts and minds, Lord, as we think about what it is to be a part of this ministry, as we think about what it is to give generously, Lord. And I thank you that you are about a work in each one of us. So as Steve and Bill continue in their work, bless them, Lord, as we go our different directions this week. Move in each of our hearts and minds as we've been challenged by the message here this morning. And we give you the thanks and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Y Church Podcast. For more information about the Y Church, check us out online at thewychurch.org.